0: News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, a care home trade representative criticizes the government's communication skills after nearly 130 homes got warning letters. The death toll from last week's Changsha city building collapse rises to 53 as officials say the rescue operation has ended. A Shanghai official says COVID cases have been trending down for weeks now, but warns that they could still rebound. A care home trade representative has criticized the government's communication skills after nearly 130 homes got warning letters for failing to report their daily COVID infections to the authorities. The Social Welfare Department says 1,100 of them need to report every day, even if there are no cases. And it reminded them of this early last month. Here's Grace Lee from the Elderly Services
1: Association. Our members' thinking is that if the government is so quick and so efficient with the warning letters, then during the pandemic it should also be this quick to provide us with N95 masks and protective gear. That would be about right. Ms.
0: Lee says homes have to show the warning letters on their website for a year and they want to be exempted from doing so. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow says he'll be attending today's campaign rally in Wan Chai to be held by the sole candidate for Sunday's chief executive election, John Lee. Mr. Chow is an election committee member who will be voting along with the rest of the 1,500-member body to choose Hong Kong's next leader. He told RTHK that despite there being only one candidate to vote for, many committee members were satisfied with arrangements. I see that many people satisfy with the arrangement this time because, you know, yes, he is the only candidate, but what we care is whether this person is able and has the qualities to lead the city, which apparently we understand and we trust that he has the ability to lead. Police have arrested a 27-year-old man for allegedly obtaining access to a computer with dishonest intent. Uh, Days after, broadcaster TVB contacted the police over a number of alerts sent via its news app. More than 20 consecutive push notifications containing abnormal content were sent out early on Tuesday morning. Police made the arrest in Western, and the man has been released on bail. RTHK has learned that a government district official is among five people arrested in relation to a prostitution syndicate. Sources say the 30-year-old man is an assistant district officer in Sha Tin. He's been released on police bail. Three other men and a woman aged between 27 and 42 were arrested earlier in the week. The Home Affairs Department says it's trying to learn more about the matter. Shanghai has reported 4,269 new COVID infections, down 382 from the day before. Of the new cases, 245 were symptomatic and 4,024 asymptomatic. The city also reported 12 more COVID-related deaths. Vice Mayor Wu Qing said the virus situation is gradually improving and the city's infection figures have been on a downward trend for the past two weeks. But the official said the virus situation may still rebound.
1: There are still reports of positive infections in society and there is a risk that the virus situation may rebound. The mission to control key districts, key groups of people and key aspects remains challenging. We need to continue to press ahead with our fight for zero COVID.
0: Meanwhile, Beijing reported 55 symptomatic cases and 17 asymptomatic cases. Across the country, the National Health Commission recorded a total of 4,628 local infections, down from 5,038 the day before. Mainland authorities have raised the death toll from a building collapse in central China to 53. The commercial building in Changsha City caved in last Friday, prompting over six days of attempts to pull survivors from the rubble. CCTV reported search and rescue efforts had been Completed. It said 10 people were rescued and 53 people died. The confirmed number of dead from the collapse had previously been 26 as of last night. Turning overseas, the United Nations says a third operation is underway to evacuate civilians from the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol and the besieged Azovstal steelworks there. The UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, told the Security Council that he could not give any details on the operation to avoid undermining its success, but he said everything should be done to get people out of what he called these
1: hellscapes. So far, two safe passage convoys have been successfully completed. A third operation is underway, but it is our policy not to speak about the details of any of them before they are completed to avoid undermining possible success. I hope that the continued coordination with Moscow and Kyiv will lead to more humanitarian pauses to allow civilians safe passage from the fighting and aid to reach those in critical needs."
0: The Kremlin says a humanitarian corridor is open, but a Ukrainian military commander inside the plant said Russia had ignored the promised three-day ceasefire. Ukraine's finance minister says a full embargo needs to happen right now. The BBC's Jonathan Josephs has the details. The European Union is hugely dependent on Russian oil and gas, to the tune of around a
1: billion dollars a day. Ukraine's finance minister says it's very important that stops if his country is to win the war with Russia. Since the invasion began, the price of oil and gas has risen sharply. Sergei Mashenko said the extra cash was
0: helping Moscow run a huge budget surplus. Cutting off that flow of money would, he said, make it harder for President Putin to finance his military. That's also why European politicians are moving closer to cutting off their dependency on Russian energy. With the EU's top diplomat, Josep Borrell saying an agreement is almost there. The White House press secretary is a key role in any U.S. administration selling the president's agenda to an often skeptical press corps. Some, such as George Stephanopoulos, de facto press secretary under Bill Clinton, went on to become household names. Others, like Sean Spicer, who made false claims about the size of Donald Trump's inauguration crowd, ended up as the butt of jokes. But throughout the 90-year history of the job, it has never been held by a black person until now. Karine Jean-Pierre will take up the post next week, replacing Jen Saki. Ms. Jean-Pierre explained how she felt about taking on the role.
1: This is a historic moment and it's not lost on me. I understand how important it is for so many people out there, so many different communities that I stand on their shoulders and I have been throughout my career. And so it is an honor and a privilege to be behind this podium and I hope that I make people proud.
0: Shops and businesses have been closed in several areas of Sri Lanka as part of a shutdown called for by trade unions and activists, demanding the government resign. The BBC's embarrass on John reports from Colombo.
1: Trade unions and civil society groups in Sri Lanka have called for the shutdown to protest against what they say is the government's mismanagement of the economy. Transport, banks and businesses will be severely disrupted as a result of the strike call. President Gotabaya Rajapaksa has made it clear he will not step down despite the protests. Sri Lanka is facing a crippling foreign exchange reserve crisis and the government is struggling to pay for the import of basic supplies like fuel and food. As a result, there has been a spike in the price of essential items like milk powder and rice.
0: At least three people have been killed by attackers in the central Israeli city of Elad. The police have launched a search and officials have urged people to stay indoors. From Jerusalem, the BBC's Tim Franks reports.
1: The manhunt is underway in central Israel after the attack in Elad, a town with a large ultra-Orthodox population. The police are looking for two
0: suspects who were reported as armed with an axe and possibly a firearm. It's the latest of several deadly incidents over the last six weeks and comes after Israelis have been marking their Independence Day holiday. No group has admitted responsibility for the killings, but the attack was praised by Palestinian militant groups in Gaza who said it was payback for continued tension over the holy sites in Jerusalem. Asian equities have tumbled. Shanghai, Sydney, Seoul, Singapore, Wellington, Taipei, and Manila also tanked. And Hong Kong lost more than 3% during the morning session. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,059. That's 733 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at sixty-three billion dollars. Earlier the Dow fell three percent to thirty two thousand nine hundred ninety-eight, the SP dropped more than three and a half percent to four thousand one hundred forty-seven, and the Nasdaq lost five percent to finish at twelve thousand three hundred eighteen. Sam stovall is chief investment strategist on the New York Stock Exchange for CFRA research. Well, the groups that got hit the hardest uh, were those uh, in a in a sense that are you're more interest rate sensitive those that have higher valuations, higher price to earnings ratios, not surprisingly, the communication services category where you would find google facebook uh, Netflix etc, as well as information technology, and then lastly the consumer discretionary autos home building, retailing. Because the higher interest rates go, the less consumers are going to be willing to spend. Earlier, the Bank of England raised its main interest rate to one percent, the highest level since 2009, as the impact of the war in Ukraine compounds a cost of living crisis. The U.K. Central Bank also warned that inflation would peak at more than 10 percent by the end of the year. The higher rate is designed to stem the pace of rising prices, but it could also damage economic growth. The BBC's Andy Verity explains. In a way, what raising interest rates is designed to do is to slow the economy down, to cool it down, make it more expensive to borrow and therefore to save and to invest. And that's supposed to slow things down. But as the Bank of England was pointing out today, energy bills are already doing that. If you've got higher energy bills, that's slowing
1: the economy down already to the point that there's a warning that the economy will shrink.
0: In currencies, a U.S. dollar will buy you 130.6 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and five cents, and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 70 cents. In sport, we begin with uh, football's Europa League, where this year's finalists have been decided. Deafening roar here in Frankfurt. The Eintracht Frankfurt supporters are over those in hoardings, and they're on the field to celebrate. You can understand the joy. A first major European final for them since 1980. Germany's Eintracht Frankfurt have reached the Europa League final and will face the Scottish side Rangers on the 18th of May. Frankfurt defeated West Ham 1 0 in their semi final second leg in Germany for a 3 1 aggregate win. Rafael Boré scored the game's only goal moments after Aaron Cresswell was sent off in the first half. West Ham defender Vladimir Kufal was asked what went wrong for his side.
1: Almost everything, you know, uh, after 20 minutes, we conceded a red card. That's completely changed our game plan, you know, what we had. So it was difficult for us and uh, unfortunately we also conceded uh, a first goal before
0: end of the first half. And here's West Ham boss David Moyes. Difficult, disappointed, but extremely uh, proud of how the players performed, especially with
1: 10 men. I thought we we done a brilliant job with 10 men. Many teams have crumbled and lost 2-3-0 or at that point, but... Uh, we tried to keep having a goal. We tried to keep making some
0: opportunities. So great credit to the players for their effort. Rangers overturned a 1-0 first leg deficit against RB Leipzig with a 3-1 second leg win at home. Rangers won 3-2 on aggregate to reach their first European final in 14 years. The BBC's Roddy Forsyth has more from Ibrox
1: as their fans celebrate their 150th anniversary and the 50th anniversary of their only European success in the old and defunct Cup Winners' Cup Rangers fought their way to the Europa League final in Seville with goals from James Tavernier and Glenn Kamara before half-time and although they were pegged back to two each on aggregate by a late strike by Ancunca their passage was guaranteed by John Lundström's even later winner and now Giovanni van Bronckhorst players have a chance to become club legends in a season which threatened to be deeply disappointing on the domestic front and Rangers have now beaten Borussia Dortmund and RB Leipzig, the teams in second and fifth places in the Bundesliga. Eintracht Frankfurt are 11.
0: Feyenoord will meet Roma in the final of the third tier Europa Conference League. The Dutch side are through to their first European final in two decades after holding Marseille to a 0-0 draw in France. Feyenoord progressed 3-2 on aggregate. In Italy, Tammy Abraham scored in Roma's 1-0 second leg win over Leicester City, completing a 2-1 aggregate success. In the NBA playoffs, Golden State Warriors head home for the next two games after a split in Memphis. The Grizzlies tied their second round series by winning Game 2 behind 47 points from Ja Morant, Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says the Warriors have to find a way to contain the NBA's most improved player. He's just incredible. He's young, just early in his career, a couple years in the NBA, but uh, he's dazzling on the floor. He's got all sorts of offensive weapons. He's he's incredible to watch when he has the ball, especially in isolation. He just blows past defenders and he really showed that in game two because remember the Grizzlies dropped game one surprising at Golden State. So the Warriors now have home court advantage as do the uh, Milwaukee Bucks stealing that first game in Boston. On to the weather. It'll be mainly fine, hot this afternoon with moderate easterly winds. The outlook, bright periods tomorrow with a few showers in the next few days. Occasionally heavy showers and squally thunderstorms in the middle and latter parts of next week. And to end the news, our top stories once again. A care home trade representative criticized the government's communication skills after nearly 130 homes got warning letters. The death toll from last week's Changsha City building collapse rises to 53. And a Shanghai official says COVID cases have been trending down for weeks now, but warns that they could still rebound. And that's the news at 1 o'clock from RTHK.
1: We should have paid attention when we started seeing signs. Could have slowed down again. get our directions right. We were headed for the edge. Everything happened so fast. Now it's too late. It's too late. Too busy pawning fingers over who was wrong or right. Couldn't see the pouring way, through our selfish pride. Can't pretend all along we didn't see it coming. Tries to hit the bread. They're all in the fire, we can't get it back There's no way to recover anything we had We're on the outside looking in at our map. Now it's too late. too late We can't be rescued from the pain or the heartache Now trapped on the other side with no way to escape Reaching out right before we took our last breath But we can't be saved, no Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. And it's Friday, which means we have another long weekend to look forward to. On the show today, after 1.30, I talk to Shreya Chandelaar production manager, and Anshika Agrawal, costume and props director from Teacup Productions, one of Hong Kong's largest South Asian theatre groups. Now, they're all set to open the doors for a special performance called Avad Quatrain on 22nd May at the Shichu Centre Grand Theatre. I'll be finding out a little bit more about it. And after 2 p.m., a new series of health features. Naturopath Philip Watkins joins me for Feel Good Friday. Every fortnight, he'll focus on a specific area of health. And since it's a May measure month, we'll be talking about the importance of blood checks. And then after 2.30, staying on the subject of health and well-being, Victor Kumar is here for VK Vibes. This week, his short meditative yoga.